Mama, welcome back to another episode of the Gestational Diabetic. I am your host, Tracy Houston, and I am here to inform you and empower you so that you can be a confident member of your healthcare team. On today's episode, I invited Miranda Bauer to come and talk to us about healing in postpartum. Miranda calls herself a postpartum bliss coach, and her mission is to help women deeply heal their bodies and minds in the postpartum period. And as you'll hear, Miranda defines the postpartum period to be about six years after giving birth, not six weeks, but six years. She's had clients contact her years after giving birth and ended up getting uh, the healing that they needed by following her program and in her coaching. I followed Miranda for some time now. I don't even know how long on Facebook. And I'm just so inspired by her message and her movement because she believes that women are the backbone to all, all things in the world. Everything, life in the world, life in the world is dependent upon a woman. And if we don't have healthy women, we're not producing healthy life. From reading Miranda's posts, on her Facebook page, I've been able to diagnose myself with a couple of conditions that my doctor never talked to me about in postpartum. In fact, my postpartum checkups in both of my pregnancies were 10 minutes or less. The first one was the quickest thing ever. It was in five minutes. And that was, the doctor came in, checked my uh, vaginal canal, you know, how they do the check, whatever they do. And they checked it to make sure that um, everything had healed correctly down there. And then she asked me a few questions and that was it. And I asked her about, you know, having my, um, my blood sugar tested. She said, no, that didn't need to be done. And that was the pregnancy that I had gestational diabetes in. And that was it. Less than five minutes, I was out of there. And I didn't, I asked, you know, should I come back at a certain time? You know, anything like that? She said, no, just follow up with your regular doctor uh, as you normally would. That was it. And this was a woman. This was a woman who had four children herself. And then the second postpartum visit from my second pregnancy was it pretty much went the same way. She did ask a couple of more questions. And she was a, I don't know, like a, she she was a mom. I know her, she had a son that was like over 20 or something like that. You know, so these are women who actually experienced this this postpartum healing themselves, but perhaps didn't experience it in the best way or as deeply as they could have as Miranda tries to do with our moms today. So guys, this is such a great episode. I'm so excited for you to listen to it. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Hi, Miranda. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I know this is going to be an awesome talk because I mean, I see your posts on Facebook and the information that you dish out there is just so amazing. And, you know, normally I'm not the type of person to read the super long post, but yours, I just have to read it because you have such good information, you know? So um, can you get us started and tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. I, my name is Miranda Bauer. And I support women in deeply healing their bodies after the birth of their baby, and not just in the immediate postpartum period, but the years after. Um, and so this is really important because we generally think of postpartum as like this really small window of time, right? Uh, you know, we, we generally hear, oh, you know, six weeks postpartum, and then after that, you're good to go. But that's really not the case. It takes our bodies years to heal and recover after having a baby and it's not just from birth and, and but it's also from growing a human being right like that takes a lot of effort and time and um expense on our bodies so it takes time to heal as well yeah wow so yeah i remember a post that you said that the postpartum period isn't six weeks it's uh six years Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, is that an actual time frame that's designated for that? Or is that just like something that, um, you know, kind of like a phrase that you were trying to say, or just trying to accentuate a point there? Yeah, actually, there was a study done not too long ago that said, you know, uh, it was studying the uh, way women feel after giving birth in the years after. And uh, on average, women didn't feel, you know, quote unquote, back to their normal selves 
uh, until around six years postpartum, right? And we can uh, we can all as mothers attest to that. Like you know, after the six week mark, we're still feeling off. We're still trying to find our group. We're still healing and moving and going through the emotions of of this transformation really postpartum is a transformative period um and so what i normally see as as a healing timeline um it, it very much varies right it depends on how many children you've had before it's dependent on you know is are your children back to back right um how was your health before getting pregnant um, how was your initial postpartum uh, experience? Were you supported? Were you given the tools and the foods and, and all of that that your body truly needed to recover? Um, and, and if the answer is no, or maybe not so great, or you didn't have the support you needed, you can expect that that initial couple of years is going to be longer than, say, if you did get support, if you got pregnant in a very healthy space, um, if if you're, you know, you are eating all the um, great foods that are going to be really supportive to your digestive health and nutrient repletion. Um, so there, I mean, there's so many different factors to it. Um, yeah. We're all so different. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, you said having back-to-back -back children and my kids were pretty much back-to-back. -back. I got pregnant with my second child when my daughter was only four months old. And so they're 13 months apart. And I, I felt that you know, that had a lot to do with uh, what I was going through. I never really could, I don't think I really had postpartum depression or anything like that, but uh, just trying to get some kind of normalcy, what I consider to be normalcy in my life after my kids, it, it took me a long time. And it was very hard and frustrating because I couldn't really communicate that to uh, my support system around me. And not only that, they also had their opinions about it, you know, like, I should just be able to bounce back type thing. And, um, you know, so the, it, that, that was pretty um, frustrating to say the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I think about my grandmothers and the people of their time and even people today, I mean, they had kids like almost every year. <laughs> it was crazy. You know, like you have 10 kids in a span of however many years, 12 years or something like that. That is crazy. And I just, I'm like, how in the world can your body, you have to be, I don't want to say um, wreaking havoc on your body, but you know, you have to let your body heal after that. And I just feel like I don't know. I mean, if it works for them, great. But for me, there's no way I could have had so many kids back to back, you know, because yeah, yeah there's healing that needs to take place. I, I just feel that intuitively, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And our, and our world now is so very different than the way it was before. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, women had support systems in place. We had grandmothers, sisters, the older, uh, you know, female children would come in and support us and help us and even breastfeed our baby, and, you know, like do all sorts of things and make sure that our space was protected, that we were given food, that, you know, the dishes and laundry were taken care of and that the other children were taken care of. And now, you know, our world is, we, we got to go, go, go. And you're going to be superwoman. And if you're not superwoman and you don't do all the things, then you're a failure. Yeah, this is what we project onto women. Yeah, and it's absolutely insane that we have these these expectations that we should return back to work after a couple of weeks, you know, and are automatically know how to do all of the pumping and breastfeeding and still go out and enjoy friends and you know just have a baby on the side, right? Like that's not how it works. Right, that's not how it works. Absolutely, yeah. and I I absolutely hate that in America, the, the standard period is six weeks that, you know, you have postpartum maternity leave. And, um, you know, I know that it's longer in other places of the world. And just like you said, how can you expect a mom to do everything just in that six week period and then go back to what was life before the baby happened, you know? And I just, I feel for moms that are in that position that absolutely have to do it, you know, to make ends meet. Because for the most part, I think that we want, you know, more time with our babies. We want to really cherish those first moments um, uh, after birth to, you know, just get to know your baby. So yeah, oh man, so, okay. 
So you actually really already answered my first question, which was why is it necessary <laughs> to heal in postpartum? Okay, but, but you can even go deeper into that. I mean, your postpartum period, it impacts your menopause. Mm. This is so significant. This is a transitionary period that's going to shape the rest of your life. Wow. Right? And and we don't even have, we don't sit down, we don't talk about this stuff. We don't, you know, right. nobody tells us these things, right? But when our hormones are being shaped, right? Our hormones run every single function in our body, the way we digest, it runs our immune system. Like all of these things are interacting. Your brain changes in postpartum. And if you're suffering from uh, hormone imbalance or depression or anxiety, or even an autoimmune issue that pops up in postpartum, all of these things are, are very, very common. Um, that changes the functionality of our brain. Our brain will operate differently in this place. And the longer it does, the more permanent it becomes. Oh, wow. And so this is, this is all like, we, this is all science. Like this is, this is rooted in stone. We know all of these things, but we never, we never share this information and apply it to the postpartum period. Right. But how you heal during this time is so critical and, and not even just for yourself, but I mean, there's, there's a, a, a connection between postpartum depression and ADHD in our children, mm, right? Because that, yeah. the way we connect into the world when we experience postpartum depression is different. And so our children, the way they, their, their systems are, are um, coded essentially, and what they pick up in the world is different and different enough that they later develop ADHD, right? And of course, there's so many other components to that um, and the way our environment is. And, and there's a lot of talk about vaccines and, you know, um, uh, illness in general. And like all of those things definitely play a role. But we as mothers, play, we, we have the first say, right? We have right. first a massive impact right and then and then we can talk about marriages right like marriages in the first you know um year postpartum 50 percent are likely to fail 50 percent of women go through a divorce in the first year after having a baby so it's not just you know your own care and and your own postpartum experience how you experience life after baby will impact your partner and impacts your children, impacts your community as a whole, right? It's deep. It, it goes very, very deep. Yeah, I um, I can totally see that. As you're talking, I'm thinking about different families that I know, you know, very intimately and what those moms went through um, actually since the very first child that they've had. And I'm just thinking about their experiences and how they've led life and how the kids have grown up and the certain behaviors of the kids. I, you know, I'm, this is all my family that I'm thinking about. And um, yeah, I totally see how all of that aligns. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I know uh, mental health, oh, man. I just, I wish so much more attention was put to mental health, especially like you're doing in the postpartum period, because I, I know I, I felt that myself that I wasn't in a good place and in order for my children to thrive or even just be healthy individuals, I had to get healthy first. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did. I feel like I'm healthy now and that's a good thing, but I still have some things, like I know you talk about um, postpartum hair loss. I don't know if I'm experiencing that or if it's just a hereditary, cause it does run in my family and it does start around age 30, which was the same time I had my first child. So I don't know which part of that I'm getting, you know? <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You did mention a couple of things that are common in postpartum. Now, are those, can those symptoms of postpartum be alleviated by proper care, like all of them? Or is it some things that we just have to accept as being part of the postpartum period? 
you know, it's, it's interesting because we have labeled so many postpartum, you know, experiences like major hair loss, like depression and anxiety, like um, constant fatigue and exhaustion. We relate all of these things. Oh, and hormone imbalances, right? I mean, the list goes on like period pain, like when your period returns, we have all of these things, all of our systems that like fall apart, even have women come to me and say, I have zero immune system. I get sick all the time. And the doctor just comes back and says, well, that's just because you had a baby. It's just your hormones, right? Like, it's like, that's the answer for everything in postpartum, right? Yeah. Oh, you just had a baby. So it just must be your hormones. Like, oh, my body's falling apart. I feel like I'm going to die. Oh, it's just your hormones, right? Like, wow. you know, and it's, it's so crazy that because these things are so common that we now call them normal. Yeah. That is not the case because I, I can assure you that if a man or men experience constant extreme hair loss, that it would never be a thing because we would have gotten to the root of it and it would have been fixed. Yeah. Right? Yes, I'm laughing because it's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of these things that we experience, these are not normal shifts. These are not biological processes of the postpartum experience. They are not normal things. And so if we were taken care of, if uh, the space for us was held, if we were given the right information so that we could know how the physiological body of, of postpartum mother actually functions, then we can give her the tools that, we, that she needs to really support herself and healing properly so that she can support her hormones and balancing naturally. Cause they're not out of balance. They're going through a natural shift, a, mm. a, a normal biological shift, right? Yes. But because they weren't supported in that shift, yes. they crashed, yeah. right? And so if we were given the tools to eat correctly, if we were supported in sleeping better and, and, and even understanding what that, that means, right? Like our brain shifts so that we can have smaller sleep schedules, but we're so adamant about sleeping from, you know, 10 p.m. to, you know, 8, 8 a.m. And that's probably very generous, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't have any other support during the, the the rest of the day to get the sleep that we need. And so we're crashing, right? So there's, there's so many different components to it. Yeah. But if we were given the tools that we need, this would not happen. This would not happen. I agree. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that you, you don't know when you need to know something sometimes, you know, where we rely on uh, big agencies to tell us what we need, because we're not scientists ourselves or whatever, you know, we don't conduct the research. But, um, and so we rely on information to funnel down and come through. And if we don't know that we need more information or that, you know, maybe um, there's a part of the postpartum period that hasn't yet been researched, then we don't know to ask those questions or to um, try to pay attention and discover that ourselves, you know? So yeah, education is such a huge part of it. And, and it's so interesting too, because I have so many clients who come to me and say, oh, I, I knew that though, right? Like I, I knew that I should probably do that. I knew it in my head, right? But I, I just couldn't apply it to myself. And I see that uh -huh. so often, like we can't, when we're in the thick of it, Yes. When, you know, it's so hard to apply this information, right? Absolutely. And to know what you need. And even in myself, like I'm the expert here and my last baby, I hired a coach. I hired oh, really? somebody who does exactly what I do to wow. be that person for me, because even though I know all the things, mm -hmm. right? I still, I, I'm in my own story, right? Yeah. And then when you have a baby, right? Like your brain doesn't work the same way, right? It goes into, um, we, we, we don't remember things as easily. Our brain shifts so that we can better care for our baby. Like there's so much that happens there. So I knew that I wasn't going to be in the space to mm -hmm. be able to do what I needed to do. I needed somebody else to be there supporting me in the journey, right? That's awesome.
Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, and it's the same reason why a doctor isn't their own doctors, right? They hire another doctor for themselves. They might know all the things, right? Right. But they still need their own doctor. Good point. <laughs> so, um, and professionals are, you know, all over the, a photographer, right? Like they hire their own photographer, even though they can probably take their own photos. Um, but, you know, it's just so, um, yeah, we need, we need that extra support, even though we might know the answers, right? Applying it to ourselves very different right now so when it comes to getting support I guess how how do you how do you feel about the family for example I I mentioned my support wasn't really um, on board they were more of the tough it up type people you know how would you suggest a mom navigate that situation when they're feeling something intuitively or they just they know it they know they need more sleep they need more help or whatever and they can't really get that from their support system that's um intimate with it with within around them this is a really great question tracy because i see this so often right my Mm -hmm. my own parents were this way i mean i was in labor having contractions and my mom said you know, did your water break? And I said, no. And she's like, then you're not in labor and walked away. Right. Uh Like, you know, those, those moments where, you know, we're told to tough it up because they toughed it out. Right. Or whatever the case may be, or oftentimes we're so removed from the postpartum experience that we have forgotten how to care for a mother. as like through the generations, we've completely forgotten. And so, you know, when we, uh, when a mom gives birth, she goes and, you know, family comes to visit and they come see the new baby. Right. They don't come to see her. They've completely forgotten that mom needs love. Mom needs care. Mom needs attention. The dishes need to be done. Like all of those things still have to be done. Right. But they're not there for that because they forgot. Hmm. They forgot. And so, I think our generations and especially women now we're starting to recognize that if we're going to get the support that we need, well, for one, that we need support, right? And that Mm -hmm. if we're going to get it, it might look a lot different than what we anticipated. Yes. Right. And so I hear something that I'm saying now um, with one of my babies, I have four children um, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get the support I need. I set up a meal train, right. In my postpartum experience, we all heard about these meal trains and I was certain that I was going to have, you know, all these meals delivered and that fell through. Nobody, oh, nobody, um, people signed up. Some people didn't deliver. A lot of people didn't deliver. I had a pork allergy at the time and mm. somebody was like, Oh, by the way, I just threw that in there for flavoring. Like, okay, I can't eat that. Here's family food for my family. But you know, the point was for me, right? right. And so like, now I know that's not going to be the case. So for my other children afterwards, I prepped the meals. I had things taken care of. And I see women doing, doing the same, either they're prepping their own meals in advance, they're learning how to can, they're freezing their meals, or they're hiring a service to do it for them. Right? Mm-hmm. It's taking radical responsibility for our healing and and doing whatever it takes to get it done through other means that we probably didn't think of beforehand, right? We're we're going out and finding support systems like our, you know, I'm hearing so often my doctor didn't support me, or I went to a psychologist uh, or a counselor and I'm still feeling this way, right? And so now they're going out and they're like, okay, I have to find something different. I have to look elsewhere, right? Which is why one of the reasons why my business is booming because now women are saying, oh, coaching, that's super helpful, right? Somebody on my side to really support me through my journey. It may look different, right? It may not be something that you've ever imagined, but no matter what, like you're reaching out, you're, um, I'm seeing women's groups pop up everywhere. Like we have these like little women's pods where like you come to our circle and we'll support you. We'll hold space for you. We'll be there for you. You have a baby and we'll, we'll create this. And women are creating these things, right? Yeah. Because they're so, so needed. So, so needed. And so I would say like, you know, support systems may look very, very different than what they had once looked like before. 
and that's okay. They're still there and they're still available and you just got to reach out. And sometimes that's the hardest part is reaching out. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know about, you know, individual or not individual, but you know, this, the smaller groups or whatever, but I love that idea. I absolutely love that idea. Cause when I think if I were to end up getting pregnant again, I live in a small town where pretty much brand new here about two years in, and I have a couple of friends, but not many. And even still like I'm a single mom and I'm working on my own business. So I don't really get out the house much, you know, and all of my good friends are still in the military or just somewhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I wouldn't really have the support that I would want. So to know that there are little communities popping up that, um, and especially if they're online or something like that, you know, online support is still very beneficial which I found out over the past couple of years. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is, it's a totally different look. And I guess we do need to accept that because it seems like that's the way that we're moving. You know, I mean, we're an online world now we're, we still have in person and that's great. And hopefully, you know, people still come out of their houses <laughs> to say hi to each other. But um, a lot of a lot of stuff takes place online. A lot of life takes place online now. So I'm glad you said that. Awesome. All right. Now, earlier you mentioned autoimmune diseases. So you said, what is the, um, what is the rate that auto, autoimmune disease happens in postpartum? Women are at a 30% increased risk of developing an autoimmune disease in the first year after having a baby. Wow, so why is that just poor nutrition or overall lifestyle? What is that? It, it, all of the above, right? Okay. Um, when our body, and, and I'll just share the nutrition aspect of things, right? A, a physiological, um, normal postpartum experience includes a mother whose digestive system isn't functioning at a high level, right? This is a normal thing that happens in postpartum. Your body um, in the immediate postpartum uh, experience, it, you know, the, there's nervous system changes. Um, it shuts down your digestive uh, abilities so that it can focus on not breathing or not bleeding anymore, like basic survival, right? There's a lot of hormone shifts. And so your body's working on other areas um, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have a lot of ex energy to exert in digesting foods, right? And so there's a shift that happens. So you're not producing a lot of enzymes to break down your foods, right? And enzymes are what turns foods into the vitamins and, and minerals. It breaks down your food so that you can use vitamins and minerals and, and the key components from that food to nourish your body. And so what happens is, is that takes place in, in, our, in our body naturally, it's naturally occurring, but we eat foods that are super dense, right? I mean, how often do we tell women to make a bunch of casseroles or she's gonna be super hungry, so she's gonna want these really dense meals or you know, just grab a burger or something, right? So they're not necessarily, they're, they're hard to digest for one, right? And two, they're um, not giving you that nutrient dense, uh, the nutrient density that you absolutely need to recover from not just giving birth, but also from growing life for nine months, right? And then for many of us, sustaining life with breast milk afterwards, right? Yeah. And so we're giving so much of ourselves and our body to this baby, right? And we're not receiving much in, in turn because our body's not able to process it as well. Um, and we are simply just, we, we don't eat foods that are really beneficial, right? We're told to eat salads and smoothies. And that's actually some of the worst foods that you can eat in the initial postpartum period because they take so much enzymes to break down and your body isn't creating that. So you get gas, you get bloating, you, um, oh. you get digest, you, you get constipation, right? And then you're told those are normal, right? And then when those continue on, those symptoms continue on and you're not able 
to digest the, the nutrients that your body needs, your body is in a high state of stress, right? Not getting nutrients and being depleted and you know, on your way to malnourishment, that's a state of stress. So your body is um, in a high state of inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, and, and what you have is a recipe for disaster. Like all of these components work synergistically together and all of a sudden you have an autoimmune disease. Gotcha. And, and so many times we're, we're given the symptoms. We're, we're told our body's not working. We're, you know, things aren't happening, right? All, you know, you have gas and bloating and constipation in the beginning. And all of a sudden it turns to, you know what, I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't function. Now I'm having anxiety. Now I've got depression. And then it's like, okay, now my gallbladder's not working at all. You're in the ER, right? Now, and, and the spiral continues. Your body is constantly saying, here's these symptoms. Here's these symptoms. Like deal with them. I need your help. I need your support. And we tell women it's normal, it's cool. Yeah. Just get a baby. Wow. And then eventually, what happens? We end up with an autoimmune disease. And it and for most of us, we saw it coming. Right. But That's, we had no support. Right. Exactly. And just like you said earlier, like you're in your own story, and you can't just you can't really step outside of it to get the bigger picture to say, hey, I do need to pay attention to these symptoms. You know. That's wow. Oh man, it's so crazy. Yeah. And you, for moms, have you had any clients that uh, were gestational diabetics? Absolutely. So Absolutely. when, I mean, you know, we produce uh, insulin, insulin is a hormone, right? And you're talking about inflammation in the body and all that stuff. That's, that can be a reason why, you know, moms are still having crazy blood sugars uh, after birth. Because, you know, a couple of, or not a couple, but moms, they, excuse me, moms will continue to take their blood sugars uh, in between birth and their postpartum visit to, you know, to see how they're acting. And most times they, they seem to be a little anxious about, you know, developing type two diabetes. But for the moms that are listening, um, if you don't know, it's also possible to uh, develop type one diabetes after, after, uh, gestational diabetes as well. I've seen a couple of moms say that they did develop type one after being a gestational diabetic and type one is an autoimmune disease. So, um, man, when it comes to postpartum care, wow, you really have to pay attention. And if you don't have that support, man, I just feel for all the moms who, who don't know, you know, yeah. like this, oh man. Yeah, it's and and that's exactly why I do what I do because this is this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. I experienced postpartum depression and anxiety and rage. I was diagnosed with uh, uh, bipolar, postpartum bipolar, mm. right? I was like a defining moment in my life sitting in that doctor's office when she told me that. Yeah. I developed ulcerative colitis after my third child or I'm sorry, after my second child. Um, and I healed it. I healed it with my third as done. I was not going to do that. And I've gone on to also experience amazing, beautiful postpartum experiences. So I, I, and I've done that because of the things that I've known and because I apply what I know mm -hmm. and I've sought out the support I knew I needed to make it happen. And we truly have this amazing ability, just as we have the ability to to you know, experience disease and sickness and ill health and dysfunction, right? And dysregulation. The opposite is also true. We have a very, very unique ability to fully heal, heal our bodies from past traumas, from um, you know, things that you would never consider. I mean, some cultures believe that we are closest to God than any other period in our lives when we are in our postpartum space because we're we're raw we're wide open right like and all women can attest to this feeling of of this rawness and this um vulnerability right and the the specific hormones that are running through our body and all of that that is priming us for the ultimate healing experience 
but we have to use it to our advantage, yeah. right? And, and instead though, we don't understand how the body functions because nobody's telling us, nobody's teaching us this okay. stuff, right? And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is getting the word out there. And I've worked with women all over the world because, and I tell people that because it's so significant to see that this is not just, you know, a US thing. This is not just a European thing, right? Or a first world, you know, thing, right? All women, all women are experiencing these, this and there needs to be a global shift. The way we care for women needs to radically change. And that's what we're doing here. So are there other cultures that you feel like do postpartum really well? This is a really hard question because so many cultures have, I mean, there's, there's a vast array of um, traditions of postpartum care, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, and I say that, yes, sometimes they're absolutely amazing and divine and they work beautifully. But if a mother is not wanting to receive that kind of care, and I'm seeing this often, right? And we see it, um, you know, media portrays this, this picture very well sometimes uh, of where like a woman in a culture, she, you know, is told that she has to do these very specific things um, uh, because she is a part of this culture and she wants to rebel, right? It makes for a great movie. So we see it often, right? <laughs> um, but in, in regard to that, it, it's very dependent. So, you know, because of that, I think that the, the rates of postpartum depression and anxiety are sometimes uh, higher or equal to what we're experiencing in, say, the U.S., where we don't really have any sort of um, cultural t- traditions around healing, right? Mm-hmm. However, there are a lot of really great cultural traditions that surround postpartum that are pretty universal, um, very, very universal. Um, so like using heat and warmth to heal the body afterwards, right? Heat packs, massage, right? Things that really get the blood moving into our bodies and create heat and warmth that creates healing. There's also a lot in regard to nutrition. Um, Nearly every, there's actually only one vegetarian culture that remains vegetarian in the postpartum period. Hmm. Only one documented and it's a it's pretty big one but the um the rest of cultures even if they practice veganism or vegetarianism they will shift that in postpartum to include animal proteins and fats because they're so significant in healing wow so pro animal proteins and fats are a common tradition right eating things like bone broths and soups that are really um uh, packed with those the, the proteins and fats needed for hormone balance and tissue repair and and all of those components those are those are pretty universal experience you know uh, uh, traditions that mm-hmm. are experienced yeah wow that's so cool so are there so what foods are best for the postpartum period you said smoothies and salads are a no go right <laughs> so what's the best. Yeah, that's a really great question, Tracy. So um, things, think of food that your great grandmother or even great, great grandmother, you can think that far back, would really um, make you if you were feeling sick, right? What would that be, right? Chicken soup, yes. it would be bone broth. It would be those really easy to digest meals. Cause you don't have to digest. A, there's not a lot of work that your body has to do. You don't have to exert a lot of energy to sip on some bone broth and digest that. Right. Cause it's already been done for you. And so we, there's significant benefit in things that are really light yet nutrient dense. Right. So okay. soups, um, there's uh, like rice porridge, right? Like um, I've even seen oatmeal porridge. That's really amazing. Th- these foods are super easy for the body to process. And there's so many more things that go into it. So salads and smoothies are c- considered a cold food. Um, 
they uh, take a lot of energy for your body to digest. And, and let's just face it, in postpartum, there's not a lot of extra energy to give. Right. <laughs> right. So you don't want foods that are that are going to do that. Same with water. You don't want to digest really cold water because your body exerts energy to warm up that water so that it could therefore process it and use it within the body. Right. And so, again, that goes back to the warming practices um, of keeping foods really warm, um, being very uh, generous with spices um, being, uh, having your, your meals, um, uh, not be, uh, not having a lot of, um, uh, ingredients, right. You're keeping things very, very simple, you know, all your vegetables and your, your, um, fruits are cooked, thoroughly cooked. Right. So, I mean, it can really go on and on. Um, I, I have a postpartum nutrition plan that women, um, get that lays out all of the different meals. Um, and it's, it's a gorgeous plan that shows you exactly what you can eat and has all of the recipes in there so that you don't have to think about it. Um, but there's, there's so many different components, right. Um, to, to doing it. And, and the key thing is just keeping it super simple. Okay. So then, um, I forgot to ask you if, in a postpartum period where the mother was a gestational diabetic, are there any specific concerns to her and like what she should be eating afterwards or just um, how she should heal herself in the postpartum period at all? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the things that I recommend to a mother who is healing in postpartum go right hand in hand with somebody who's experienced gestational diabetes and who's just given birth. Okay. Um, same with somebody who has an, an existing autoimmune issue, right? You'll find that many of the components of a healing diet in postpartum that's specific for postpartum follow a lot of the same recommended protocols uh, for gestational diabetes, for um, uh, you know, uh, anti-inflammatory diets, um, for all of that. And the reason is is because we're focusing very much so on lessening inflammation. So I, I don't ever recommend things like gluten uh, or dairy, mm -hmm. um, even if you think that your body can tolerate it, right? Because it does heighten um, uh, inflammation in the body, uh, even slightly. Um, we're seeing even babies who can't tolerate it at all in the breast milk right? The increase of um, dairy allergy and gluten allergies in infants is skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't recommend that um, in postpartum at all. Um, and then so, so to answer your question, it's generally the same, right? Because we're, we're doing the exact same thing for a gestational diabetic um, and postpartum as we would be for anybody who's healing deeply um, through having a baby. Okay. And then, yeah. So for the breast milk, are there any special concerns uh, to address there? Because, you know, a lot of moms, especially now, it seems like more, more moms are more concerned with wanting to be solely breastfed or, you know, just, um, or uh, whether it be breastfeeding or pumping, they just want the baby to have breast milk. And, um, it seems like formula is a less desirable option. So when it comes to the foods that we eat in postpartum and in your meal plan, it, I guess, are those foods um, nutritious enough for the body to produce the breast milk that it needs to? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And this is one of the biggest questions that I see. I mean, you go type in postpartum meals and, and Pinterest and you're all going to find what you're going to find is all about breastfeeding, right? Mm. Like foods for your baby. But I really want women to understand that when they fully nourish and care for themselves, they will simultaneously address all of the needs of their infant. Awesome. Right. So it's not even something you have to put extra effort to. No, not right. in the take care of yourself and in that process your baby will be taken care of right but if we go the opposite way right and if we focus solely on the needs of our baby 
Mm -hmm. We're going to neglect ourselves and we're going to suffer the consequences of it. We're going to have low milk supply. We're going to experience mastitis and thrush, right? And, and all of the things that could feel pretty yucky, right? And in terms of when we're taking care of our baby, right? Very stressful. Okay. If we just focus on ourselves, we will simultaneously meet our needs of a baby. Awesome. I love that make it easy. <laughs> we um, can't afford hard in postpartum, right? Right, exactly. Let's not calorie count. Let's not, you know, pay attention to macros and micros. That is not significant. That is not what we're doing here. I know that's a relief for some people listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So, okay. Do you have a favorite like client success story or just one that you love to share? my goodness. Um, I have so many. Um, I will tell you a recent one. Um, it was a mom four years postpartum. She was struggling immensely with just getting out of bed. It could not get out of bed. Um, she was on an antidepressant and she had been for four, for nearly four years. Um, her doctor wanted an upper dose. They were also going to be looking at um, thyroid disorder. So she was about to be diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when she came to me. Um, and she was in the, in, in that process, her labs came back abnormal. Um, they wanted to do further testing. And then she was, she walked away with the diagnosis. However, during our time together, um, I work with my clients on a five months for five months. That's it. That's all it takes. Um, if not less. Um, and at the end of our period together, actually, I think it was by three month mark, she was absolutely excited about getting out of bed. Um, she felt like she could finally connect with her son again. She lost 10 pounds. Um, she felt herself again, so much so that she quit her job and she got a new one making double, double the amount because she was on fire. She was like, no, I deserve more. Like, no, I, I get it. Wow. Like I am worthy. I am cared for. I am, I am powerful. And I am, you know, I, I have the tools that I need to be the woman that I can be right. Yeah. Yeah. How intensely powerful is that? Right. That, right. She, she was even joking, like my libido, like I actually have one now. I'm like, <laughs> super excited, right? Like all of these things that we don't really even have a moment to address because we're so, yes. you know, yeah, she was, and she was off her antidepressant medication and her doctor said, I don't know what in the world you did. I don't know what you did, but it's not a problem anymore obviously right and That's so amazing. instead of going yeah instead of more medications um, and more treatments and diagnosis we were able to address the root of her problem right this is the big part that's so missed especially in traditional our medicine and in our western world the root of the problem right yes and because we were able to address that everything else fell into place that is so amazing. I'm so happy for her. I don't know her, but I'm so happy for her. That is so awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, she just recently shared a testimonial on my Facebook page too. So um, oh, okay. let's check it out there. But um, there's lots of stories, lots of testimonials there that you can find. And it's just, I mean, really, again, when we focus on the root issue, then the rest of it will fall in place and a woman will feel you know, healed. She will be able to take care of her body. She will replenish her nutrient stores um, and she will stop losing hair and she will experience, you know, and, and we address the emotional components to that too. I mean, the way we feel greatly influence our emotions and our hormones. And so, I mean, there's so many different components to this, um, but when we take a moment to actually consider this important, Yes. something about it, our lives will shift. That's so cool. So how does a mom kind of assess or realize that she does need to reach out to you or to someone for help? 
I think that one of the hardest things, um, and I'm speaking from experience here, not only for myself, uh, but what I see often in my clients is like, get real with yourself, right? Like, how often do we actually just sit down and be like, okay, how am I feeling? No, how am I really freaking feeling right now? Yeah. And get super real with yourself. Okay. What do you need? What's falling apart? What is not working in your life, right? Give yourself a moment to really be honest with yourself, okay. right? And then from there say, okay, like clearly if you've got a list, like it's time to do something. Mm. It's time to do something. Gotcha. Right. And the first part is recognizing that there is a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And the second part is saying, okay, what can I do to make this better? Yeah. What do I need right now in this moment? For some of us, it's just getting a meal, right? Some of us is going to drink water or going to the bathroom for five minutes, right? Yes. Have, <laughs> right. Sometimes it's something so little, but I will tell you that is not self-care. Those are basic mm. essentials. Your shower is being marketed as a self-care exercise for moms. That is BS. That is not self-care. That is essential part of of living. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. That's BS. All right. So let's get, let's move past that. If you're not getting the time that you need to take care of yourself in that way, girl, something's got to change. Yeah. Can't keep functioning at that level and continue making it. It doesn't work. And we all know that it's not working. (laughs) Our system is not working, right? You can do all the things. You are superwoman, but I will tell you what, I don't want to do all the things and I do not want to be a superwoman. I agree. Screw that. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, I want support systems. I want to have a moment where I can just sit and be. Right? Yeah. I want a moment to go out and do my nails, right? I want a moment where I, you know, some, and yes, occasionally my kids will show up in the shower or <laughs> unexpected, uninvited, right? Or the bathroom, right? And that's okay. But, and it's okay because I have those moments where that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. So being honest with yourself, getting real, reaching out for support, making change, that's, that's hard. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to make it sound easier than it is because it's probably some of the hardest things that we'll ever do. Right. But girl, it's got to get done. Yeah. Cause I'll, oftentimes it just transforms into something different and something worse and something more, um, stressful and more painful. Yes. That's the thing. Catch it while you can where it is before it just explodes because who knows at what rate it's going to grow, you know, and it could grow so quickly that it, you feel, you feel very out of touch and out of control. So, um, yeah, great way to say it. So then what, how, what, um, what services do you offer? You offer a group coaching as well as one-on-one, don't you? I don't. I actually, oh, okay. um, I work specifically, so I, I work with professionals and I work with moms as well. So for moms, I, I have a one-on-one program that they work uh, with me directly um, and we walk them through the process of repleting their body. It's very, um, um, very personal experience for whoever comes with to me, right? Um, and then I also offer an e-course so that it's more it's of course a little bit less um, one-on-one, but there's still the opportunity to engage and interact in a group environment. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Um, uh, so that's always uh, a part of the experience and, and available. The um, and then I also work with professionals. I start. I have a certification program specific for postpartum nutrition. Uh, and well-being, um, and uh, work with providers, um, uh, medical providers, and those who work with postpartum women uh, in their in their work um, to to really change the definition and the way we're caring for for women. So, yeah, awesome. Yes, I love that. Um, 
you're an educator to professionals that are already kind of in the field, you know? Yeah. Get the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, shoot. It's a movement. Yeah, there, there you go. Movement. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We, we've created a movement here of really transforming the way we care for women and, you know, working with women um, and, and supporting them in that journey and that process, but also working with professionals who work with women, right? Training the trainers. Right. Uh, because it's, it's something that we absolutely need to do more of. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, let me ask you what snacks you're enjoying right now. Are, do, are you a snacking person? Oh gosh, I love snacks. I am yeah. such a snacker. Um, it's, <laughs> um, I love right now, I'm really into grapes. I am really into tangerines. I am loving hummus right now. Mm-hmm. Me and hummus have a thing and it shifts, right? Like sometimes I just want guacamole and I don't want hummus. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I am definitely a snacker. Um, uh, I've been snacking on tamales a lot too. We have a somebody local to us who makes these I, amazing tamales. And so I'll find myself like, hmm, I know I just ate lunch, but a tamale sounds lovely. <laughs> so yeah, that's absolutely yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a great chat. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and can't wait to support you and your your audience even more yeah great oh and yes you're on facebook as miranda bauer right i am i am are you on any other platform um yeah you can find me on instagram as well i use my personal profile so you can i i do have a business page um that you can find um where i do post a lot but i also post quite a lot on my personal page as well um, and then you can go to my website, MirandaBauer.com, and it's all A's. So it's M-A-R-A-N-D-A. And then my last name is Bauer, B-O-W-E-R. Um, I just published my third book um, on uh, postpartum. So you can uh, learn more about that there, as well as um, I have all of the other links where you can find me as well. Um, and then I do actually have a free 55-page in-depth guide on what I use to help support my women in healing their their bodies postpartum and giving you all of the tools in that guide so that you can do that yourself. Awesome. Great. And yeah, I'll link to all of that in the show notes. Great. Thank you so much. much. Yes. Okay. So is your mind blown or is your mind blown? Right? Miranda dropped so much knowledge and you guys the one thing that I just have to say, and I do I, to every pregnant mom that I come in contact with, I say, if you do nothing else, follow Miranda on Facebook because she offers so much great information just in her Facebook post alone. Like I said in the beginning that I was able to diagnose myself uh, for two conditions that my doctor didn't talk to me about that I had no idea even existed. So I'm going to say the same thing to you. If you do nothing else, follow Miranda now and make sure that you know she's like in your favorites or however Facebook does their thing now to where you wanna make sure that you see someone's posts instead of the, algor- the algorithm that Facebook feeds you. You know, you wanna make sure that you're seeing Miranda's posts because if no one else, she will be that person that you need to help heal you and guide you through the postpartum period, even if it is just you reading her post as you scroll down. You know, you don't have to get the program with her or get coaching with her or anything like that. There's a lot of value in everything that she posts on Facebook. And, you know, as you go throughout the day and the week, really think about everything that she said. You know, we want the best for you. And I'm sure you want the best for yourself, but sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day or just feeling sunken and depressed and anxietous or just not good about yourself or whatever. It's so easy to get caught up in that. So please do what you can to not be in that position. And if you do find yourself in that position, do what you can to get out of it. 
I truly care about your health and I want you to feel amazing as a mom. I want you to feel amazing as a woman who can put their mind to anything and accomplish it. And before I let you go, Full Circle Prenatal is an awesome prenatal vitamin that is formulated based on the most recent evidence-based research for pregnant women, okay? There's, not, there's no fluff in it. There are no poor ingredients or unnecessary ingredients in it. In my opinion, because of the quality and the company and the transparency of the owner, it is the best prenatal on the market. Right now, they're still 20% off because manufacturing has been stopped because of, uh, you know, sourcing quality, ingre quality ingredients. And so the owner has said that manufacturing is expected to pick back up again in November. So this week, this last week of October 2020 might be your last chance to get it at 20% off. So I'll be sure to link to Full Circle Prenatal and Miranda's Facebook page in the show notes. And that's all I have for you today, guys. Talk to you later.